0: to, so what you're saying is, I'm Peter Whitlaw. Now, what do you do if your career stalls because you've been accused of racism or having the wrong political views? Well, that's something which more and more people are facing, but some of them are fighting back. Amy Gallagher, who's a nurse and psychotherapist, is one such person, and she joins me today. Thank you very much for coming, Amy. Thanks
1: for having me, Peter.
0: Um now, you are in the middle, are you not, mm. of a legal battle. That's correct, yeah. Um, before we go into the story, can you mm. just tell me what that entails, actually, the legal battle?
1: Um, so, I've brought initiated court proceedings against the Tavistock and Portman NHS Trust. that was served to them at the end of March. The charges that we're bringing against them are religious discrimination, racial discrimination, discrimination on the basis of philosophical belief, harassment and victimisation. Um, we're in the process of negotiating, we're waiting for their defence, we're in the process of negotiating with their lawyers, um, yeah, and th- th- there's external and internal complaints, still, investigations still going on right now, so it's right. very much live, yeah.
0: And so you, you are crowdfunding for this, yes, aren't you? Yes, yeah, I yes. started
1: crowdfunding, um, yes, it's going to cost an awful lot of money, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying, I'm getting some expert witnesses to testify against some of these ideas and trying to I want this case to be as impactful as possible, but to do that does does cost quite a lot of money. Yeah.
0: Can you sort of? I mean, a lot of people, a lot of our viewers, Mm -hmm. would not have heard of your case. Mm -hmm. I know it's been reported Mm -hmm. in the national press, Mm -hmm. Uh, but can you sort of tell us? You know, really, you know, go into some detail. and Tell us, you know, from the very word go, what, what what actually happened to you.
1: Yeah, so just to explain, so I'm a a mental health nurse, I work in the NHS and I was training to become a psychotherapist, I'd already done two years at the Tavistock and Portman and graduated with a postgraduate diploma and then to finalise that to become a qualified psychotherapist I needed to do two more years so I enrolled for the final two years um, in the academic year of 2020 Um, and it was very quickly into that academic year that I started to have issues with some of the things that they were teaching. So it started with um, a lecture that I had to attend titled Race and Racism Um, and it was extraordinarily political, it it really had nothing to do with psychology or psychotherapy, you know there are psychological studies about race and racism and etc, none of that was mentioned. It was all about Black Lives Matter and Meghan Markle and um, the the critical race theorists were being quoted, not psychologists um and christianity was being mentioned quite negatively on a couple of occasions within the lecture so it felt very it had an agenda really and yeah. was not relevant to the training so at the end of that lecture I, I you know i mentioned in the question and answers section i said you know it feels that this is quite politically biased and I, i'm curious about why you're singling out christianity in this lecture and the lecturer said well christianity is is responsible for racism because it's european just, just like that. that. search. Yes. yes. And and there seemed to be the idea that I was in the wrong for even questioning. You know, Um, so I I started to be quite concerned about you know the, the political bent of the course. And then not long after that lecture, I was sent a a lecture called Whiteness: A Problem for Our Time. This was advertised as being a policy seminar and it was a celebratory lecture of hundred years of the Tavistock and it was being highly publicised on their website and it was being sent to me. I looked on the website, it it was essentially critical race theory. So it was saying things like whiteness and racism are the same thing. Um, They put on their their website that it's the job of white people to tackle racism, specifically white people and the lecture. So I watched it um, and it was just an hour of ideology, no reference to psychological research, no debate, no other side to the to what they were teaching. It was ju- it was just um, oh, white people, this white people that. I mean, if you go onto my crowdfund, fund, um, sta- GoFundMe, Stand Up To Woke, I've created a video that shows some of the things they were saying. But it was you know white ignorance, white privilege, white fragility, white people don't understand the world, white people this, white people that. Um, and racist, in other words. Racist, very racist. Yeah. yeah, and and it's not saying there is this thing called critical race theory, and it says this, and you can disagree with it or you can agree with it. Mm. It's not a debate. Mm. It's this is the this is the teaching, you know. Mm. So I responded to that and said, you know, in an email that responding to their email, I said, well, I, you know, this is actually an ideology, um, and I personally don't think being white is a problem, and it shouldn't be seen as a problem. I said we need to be aware that there's different viewpoints as clinicians we could be treating patients who don't like these views and don't view the world in this way mm-hmm. um, and I encouraged you know a debate essentially well, can I, I just explain <sighs> were, you, yes.
0: you, were you in a lecture hall with lots of people no
1: no no this is, this is all online because it, online. Was, the, of course, it was the pandemic right, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah
0: but you actually brought points up on yes. the spot did you yes yes what was your reaction spot. with other people around
1: so I, I did. There wasn't there wasn't any reaction from other students, but I got I essentially got called into a meeting after that by the course lead, um, and the, the the meeting was strange as we need to talk about how you responded. You know, essentially reprimanding me. Um, and in this meeting, she essentially said, "Well, you know, if you don't agree with these ideas, the course might not be right for you." Um, she said, "You know, we're an anti-racist organisation and I said, "Well." I'm also anti-racist, I'm against racism and my understanding of that is not judging a person by the colour of their skin, treating people equally, not having prejudice towards anyone. She says, well, we see that as discredited and outdated at the Tavistock. Discredited, discredited and outdated. outdated yes. In
0: other words, what Martin Luther King said?
1: Is, yes, yeah, is discredited. They don't say how it's been discredited yeah, no, or no, by no. whom, no. they've just decided yeah. that, that it's discredited. Yeah, they, they don't care about any kind of evidence <laughs> for their assertions. Yeah. That's yeah. Um, so I said you know this, this lecture, whiteness is a problem for our time, is, is this the view of this particular lecturer or is this the view of the whole trust and she said oh I think it would be the view of the whole trust that I said what That all, all white people are racist and she said yes I think that would be the view of, of the trust, the Tavistock trust and she said well, it's a bit like the way there's an inherent sexism in all men and I said well I, do, I don't agree with that either so that doesn't really help mm. me. <laughs> mm. Um, and she said well we'll just have to leave it there but you know there was an idea that going forward I'd have to sort of watch what I say essentially. Really? Yes. Um, so after How did you
0: feel after this? Bit?
1: Yeah I was I was so shocked I couldn't believe it, mm. I, I thought you know, surely they would allow for a debate you know, yeah. it, to me it's quite outrageous to even do a lecture like that where there's mm. just openly mm. racist but to say then actually you can't even disagree mm. I just couldn't believe it. And I you know, I was paying tuition fees into this institution that was pushing ideas that I just find totally unacceptable. So my first thought was, I don't I don't want to continue. I don't want to pay money into this institution and I don't I don't even know if I wanna be part of the profession if it's going in this direction. Mm. Um, so I had a thought you yeah, had a think about it and then I, I put in a complaint and I just said you know, this is what's been said, it goes against the Equalities Act, uh, it's discriminatory towards certain groups, namely white people, Christians and men have all mm. been you know, singled out. And, mm. uh, and um, so they responded to that and said, well, we're, we're, we're taking your complaint very seriously, we'll, we'll look into it. And then three days after I made that complaint, I got a, a progress report sent to me about my progress in the course and they said you know you're doing really well with patients your clinical work is fine and then in the covering letter to the, to the email um, the course lead who's the one that pulled me into the meeting she said um, you know that the progression board have noticed that your personal views aren't in keeping with the trust anti-racist thinking uh, and you need to do some more learning about diversity.
0: This is just so appalling.
1: Yeah uh, you know if, you're, if someone's saying to you your views aren't anti-racist that implies that you're a racist. Yes, of course. Yes. yes. It's sort of Stalinist, Yes, isn't it? it is. Yes. What have I said? I've said I've actually disagreed with racism. It's a complete inversion. It's, it's yes. Yeah. So I was, at, I, I just couldn't believe, I couldn't believe it was happening. I, I can't believe that's been written to me. Um, so I, you know, I added that to my complaint and I said, you know, look, I'm essentially be, it, it felt like a veiled threat, you know, because it's mm. part of my progress on the course. Yeah. Um, so they said, okay, we'll, we'll look into that as well. While they was doing this so-called investigation into my complaint, they continued to send me reading material that pushed the same ideas essentially. So they didn't seem to be uh, ha- have any hesitation with that. Mm. They sent reading material um, that quoted he- Robin DiAngelo quite heavily, who is a oh the white, white frailty frigi- white, fragility white fragility who should be the white you know Robin D'Angelo is not a clinician; she's not a psychologist. She's just, you know, a random person that just writes a load of racist stuff. It has no legitimacy, Mm. you know, in the academic sense, Mm. it's got no evidence behind it. Mm. And they are using her ideas essentially as their main um, go to for race and racism. And Mm. the stuff that they sent me essentially said that Christianity is responsible for racism because of its use of the words light and dark. They said, uh, oh, just more of the same stuff, white fragility, white people, this white people that. So I just noted that I didn't say anything and then at the end of that term there was a review of the term and I was asked by the course lead what, how we were finding things so far. She actually asked is there anything that you don't like or anything that's annoyed you so far and I said well I actually don't like this reading material that's been sent. Again it's, it's discriminatory. Mm. I said you know this, this writer Robin D'Angelo, she's not a clinician, uh, none of her ideas are evidence based. They're extremely radical and they are racist, and I don't know why this is being sent to me. Um, she told me to stop speaking. Um, oh. Yes, yeah, and a couple of days later, she sent an email to me saying that she was raising a student conduct policy against me. She said um, she purely said purely <laughs> for disagreeing. For disagreeing, yeah, and and being sceptical about ideas, like I said, w- as you should <coughs> do as a student. You know, you should be curious. You, know, you should express a kind of uh, scepticism and, and try to, trying to understand ideas. She wrote in her email that uh, the way I disagreed was inappropriate. She said I'd, I'd caused the learning environment to become traumatic. She wrote that to me in an email. Um, she told me that I was vexatious, that it was inappropriate for me to have disagreed. She said it was inappropriate for me to have expressed my personal opinion, even though I was asked what my opinion was doesn't make sense um, and they, she said there would be an investigation into me. Um, that didn't happen, <laughs> basically about seven weeks later I just got a letter sent to me from the Deputy Director of Education and Training at the Tavistock and she just essentially said we've done an investigation into you, it's, it's completed and actually according to their own policies they're supposed to meet with me and hear my side of the story and have a mediation process, they didn't do any of that. They just sent a letter saying to me if you continue to speak inappropriately about race um, you could be suspended from the course or it may even affect your ability to enter the profession of psychotherapy. Really? Yes. Um, they wouldn't, at no point have they told me what I actually said that's yeah. inappropriate. Um, so, <laughs> so I wrote a further complaint about, about that. Meanwhile, the investigation that was going on into my complaint was completed and I got an investigation report into the complaints that I'd raised. In that, they essentially said that they'd realised that the view of whiteness as a system of power and privilege needs to be written into their policies more, not less. And they said that actually we encourage all students to interrogate whiteness. Um, essentially I was the problem really and that I, I was incapable of learning um, that I was defensive um, and uh, I needed to be helped to understand these ideas more you know
0: and this let's be clear about <laughs> this is in a kind of a public health yes. environment yes. isn't it yes. what the hell has any of this got. got to do with that
1: yes yeah. so this yeah. is a clinical training yeah. to work as a mental health professional in the NHS yeah tavistock and portman is an nhs foundation trust so is,
0: what's the relationship with the famous tavistock yes it is it's yeah. all the
1: one thing it's uh, yeah. you know the tavistock that we've heard about in the news it's, it's the same institution um so yeah it, it's not a humanities course it's not a philosophy course where there's mm, a discussion it's mm. a it's a training to work to treat individuals um which is just you know so insane because you will be working with individuals that have all different views so the idea that there can only be one view, how can you work with the public?
0: Yes, exactly. It
1: just makes no sense to me. Um, so yeah, they 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 put that investigation report back to me and I, I appealed I appealed their all their investigation reports. And in the appeal they just doubled down. They said, you know, as white people we have a privilege that other races don't have, that's sort of a fact. They said that um well Christianity it, they said europe in the name of christianity is responsible for the inequalities we see today in health services uh give no reference points mm, for that mm. no no evidence mm, just mm. that's a fact um it is quite
0: a, i mean I, I, i'm bound to ask did you get any help from any kind of bodies or associations in your field
1: no no not the tough stock, they no nobody, as, as I've gone all the way through the complaints procedure, all the way up to the CEO. Not a single person has, you know, reached out to me or helped me or even said, you know, you've you've got a perfectly valid point or I can see your point of view. They just keep telling me that they're an anti racist organization. And and that's that. That's
0: a complete capture of the language, yes. isn't it? Yeah, that,
1: it's a complete yeah. capture of the language.
0: But, the other people, I mean, I, I, what I'm interested in, is it, do you think that the your your, your peers, you know, uh, on the course of where would they just be going along with it, do you think? I mean, this is the point, where when people are subjected to this, whether it's in the private sector or public sector, you know, I think the, often the kind of response is to just, for a quiet life, yes. is to kind of go along
1: yeah, with it. Yeah, I think it's a bit of that. I think that there are probably, I think the field of psych- psychotherapy and psychology is quite left-leaning, people that go into it mm-hmm. are generally empathetic, compassionate people who lean in that direction, not that people on the right aren't those no, things, no, 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 no. <laughs> but they are quite overly emotional when yeah. they, they're drawn to mm-hmm. left-leaning politics. So I think it is there is an imbalance in that field, I think, politically. Mm. Um, so I think there's that. But I think it is, yeah, I think there are some people that don't want to speak up and there are some people that probably agree with it. And then you get the odd ones like me (laughs) that that will say actually hang on you know what does this mean you know
0: has it given you second thoughts about actually having a career in psychotherapy
1: yeah it did it did quite a bit it's you know i've really enjoyed my career in mental health and i i I love being able to help people and i I do love the profession when it's done in a genuine way (laughs) the original pursuit of psychotherapy is to help Somebody understand themselves and the truth about themselves it's working with individuals it's actually completely the opposite of a collectivist thinking mm. you're you're working with a, an individual you're not you're supposed to you know the ethics of, of nursing and of psychotherapy is that you're creating a non-judgmental neutral space yeah. um, that's what I've always been taught as a clinician and these this ideology completely goes against that yeah because yeah. you're you're being told to make judgments about people. Before they've even said anything, yeah. you know, I'm being told that my patient's black or Asian; that they're going to be feel threatened by the fact that I'm white. I've got to I've got to assume that they've experienced racism and that they're a victim. These are all assumptions. Yes. Because when you work with individuals, as I have for many years, you you see how how much people are different. Mm-hmm. They really don't. Yeah. Everyone has their own unique story, mm-hmm. and it's only when you hear them speak that you. Have an understanding of what they think or feel. Yes. But this this ideology is telling you to assume things about all sorts of groups of people before they've even said anything. So to me, that is completely against what I've been taught as a clinician.
0: Well, doesn't it sort of completely delegitimize yes. the whole profession in yes, a way? Yes, it does.
1: It? Yes. Yeah. It's it's the complete opposite. Mm. It it is, and the ideology itself is extremely. It goes against all the things that I've been taught as a mental health professional. It, it's hysterical. It's it catastrophizes. It jumps to conclusions yeah. about certain things. It assumes what's going on in the other person's mind. It's um, it's very all or nothing, black or white thinking. Excuse the pun. It, it, mm. it is kind of you know there's mm. there's baddies and there's goodies. Mm. These are all psychological mechanisms that I I'm generally Trying to help people move away from. Mm, mm. Um, and actually, now that the Tavistock, they're indulging in all of these yeah, things. Yeah. So, it, you know, it's like they've embraced neuroticism, essentially, and they're advocating for it. Because, you know, critical race theory and woke ideology, it is negative thinking, essentially. Mm. It, it's, there's a paranoia about it, there's a, mm. you know, that everything's oppressive, everything's, mm. everything, everyone's against you. Mm. And ordinarily, you're trying to help people to see nuance, yeah. you know, to, yeah. to not think like that. And now they're advocating that you should you should think like that, and you should encourage other people to think like that.
0: You it's know, the people, like for example, the the person who said to you, you know, uh, you know, you've got problematic views, basically, <laughs> and 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 that you should see this because you're white. You know, it's not going to fit with what what we do here those people mm. do you think that they have themselves been captured by this or were they always there? You know because yes. the, the, I know it sounds crazy the, the thing that people ask us so much and it's <laughs> quite it's a very good question really is how come mm-hmm. so quickly yes. this seems to have become endemic in all of our institutions and professions?
1: Yeah as I can see it some of these people are true believers that's, yeah. that's my experience yeah. they are ideologues But they've been emboldened by the fact that the institutions are now backing up their ideas Mm. so they probably always fought like this but now the institutions they're working are calling themselves an anti-racist organisation so they've got legitimacy now you know and they're sort of you know coming together as a group and feeling more that they can push these ideas where before maybe not um so there's there's a kind of a groupthink happening Mm. in the institutions Mm. um I mean, these ideas have always been around, unfortunately, in psychology. You know, uh, the original psychoanalysts, Freud and Jung and Klein, they weren't particularly political. In in fact, Jung actually spoke about the dangers of ideology. But then it was in the sort of 1950s, the the Frankfurt School and critical Mm -hmm. theory. They took these ideas of psychoanalysis and they essentially fused it with Marxism, essentially. So you see Herbert Marcuse talking about um, you know, forced consciousness. And you have Adorno talking about the ter- the sort of the authoritarian personality type. So the kind of pseudo psychology, mm. where they're using terms like unconscious and um, personality types. They're not they're not psychologists. Mm. They're essentially communists, mm. but they're twisting the ideas of psychology yes. to merge it with these ideas. And as I can see it, that merger has not probably been reckoned with in psychology. It's always hung around. So it, you see how it kind of goes in and out of these ideas, yeah. Um, especially with critical race theory, there was, oh, uh, there was a, a, a psychologist, a psychoanalyst called Franz Fanon, who wrote about the sort. Of, he'd be a critical race theorist if he was alive today. Mm-hmm. Like the sort of an uh, Ibram X. Kendi type, but he he spoke about this idea of black skin, white mask. The idea of acting like you're white and you know whiteness is is being educated and it's you know, really racist stuff actually mm, mm, mm. you know that we see today with you see like the way that Kwasi Kwarteng was treated where he was told that he was superficially yes, black yes. because oh, yes. he you know he's acting white yeah, by being yeah. educated which is an extraordinarily racist thing to say about black people yeah, yeah that you know yeah. if they're if they're educated they're acting white this comes back to some of these ideas that we saw in psychology and psycho- psychoanalysis in the sort of nineteen So
0: really they're carrying on a kind of tradition yes, actually with in a this, sense. intensifying it. Yes,
1: it's, it was always there, it was always like a sort of niche like I would explain, mm. that they had yeah. this offshoot of kind of Marxist psychoanalysis that was, but now that's become the mainstream, mm, mm, mm. which is essentially what they're doing is they're doing sort of Marxist literary analysis of patients. They're saying this patient has got false consciousness. This is a Marxist idea. It's yeah. not. It's not yeah. clinical psychology, um, and yeah, it's terrifying because this is now, like I said, it's it's become the inversion of what it should be. It's encouraging pathology. Mm. It's encouraging neuroticism, mm. and um, that is now becoming more mainstream.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Were you? I mean, you sound politically, you know, pretty well informed. I mean, were you interested in politics before you? I mean, have you been less political in any way?
1: So I, so a little bit more culture, more interested in culture yeah. than politics, I would yeah. say. But before, before I was trained to be a nurse. So I did a, a degree in English literature, mm. which I found essentially to be a degree in critical theory. Mm. So that's what <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, what yeah, it yeah. is now. But yeah, yeah. I, mean, I loved literature, but I was being asked to do. Marxist critiques mm-hmm. of books. And at no point in my degree was I told why it is that I'm doing that. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Why we you know, why are we looking at it through this lens? Mm. What's the mm. why why not any other lens? You yes. Know? Yes. And so I was very dissatisfied with that and dissatisfied with academia in general. Yeah. Um, I mean I did quite well at it but I felt that I was writing things that essentially I didn't believe in I was mm. <laughs> yeah and yeah. Um, so I decided to go into nursing because it was just so radically different mm. from academia I thought well it's not political it's just helping people it's working with people and get away from all those theories mm. and ideas and then as I've gone along I found that these ideas that I tried to get away from have crept in mm. to the NHS mm and into nursing. I, mean, I remember when I was nursing and the, the Black Lives Matter protests, I was being told to speak to my patients about that, that you know, if you've got a black or an Asian patient you need to speak to them about the Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter protests. Well that to me is, you're going in with an agenda if you do mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and actually it's extremely offensive to assume that somebody because they're black would be affected by Black Lives Matter. They might not care about it, yep. they might not agree with it and they might Think, well, I haven't come to talk to you about that. You know, why are you raising that with me? So I started noticing it coming in nursing, and then it wasn't until this training, caught this this final two years at the Tavistock, where I, I mean, even I was shocked. You know, I, I just thought, wow, it's gotten really bad. It, it's you know, and so now I'm, you know, I tried to get away from my, these ideas, but actually, it's come There's through. Following
0: you around. Yes. This. Uh, it, it still beggars belief that this is the NHS, which you know is in what appears to be permanent crisis. Yes. Um, and yet you know it's becoming more clear, isn't it, by the day that it, it sort of spends a lot of time and possibly money as well on kind of woke the woke agenda. Doesn't yes,
1: it? yeah, very much so. Um, and and not just the NHS. We're seeing these ideas come through in the civil service. Yeah. In, Primary schools, secondary yeah, schools. Yeah. I mean, there was a recent thing in the news about Westminster University essentially doing racial segregation in the mm. name of progress. Mm. Mm. Um, so this is happening. We've school. just done a
0: programme actually mm. a, about this, um, which uh, was Kevin Robinson mm. actually talking all about indoctrination in schools. Mm. I, I know I've sort of already alluded to this, but I mean, did. Did you get anyone coming uh, approaching you, reaching out to you, sort of saying, "I'm with you or people in your position who say, uh, "I don't want to say my name, but I agree with you uh, from from the NHS or from or, or were you very much on your own?
1: I was very much on my own with it for the whole of the two years, two years. since I've gone in the press and I've set out my crowdfund I've got lots of people contacting me. Mm. You know, healthcare professionals saying, "Well done." Somebody needed to do this. I've had pre- I've had some people who were who trained with me saying, "You know, well done." I'm, I'm with you. So I have had some support since, not while I was on the training course itself, mm. but I have had a lot of people now reach out to me and say, mm. "Yeah, give me all sorts of stories about things that have happened to them, similar things." And um, yeah, yeah.
0: So, so what is, what's the situation now then? Mm. Can you explain to us what you're going for yes, yes. exactly and, and a sort of timeline if you've got that, in?
1: Yeah, so, so I served court documents to them. So what happened after that, they, they continued to bully me essentially. Um, I was, uh, I, after I initiated court proceedings and I got a bit of traction with my crowd fund, one of the lecturers essentially tried to have me struck off as a nurse so my nursing is separate from my training at the Tavistock, but she accused me of racial harassment, she accused me of making her feel unsafe, she said my Twitter account made her feel unsafe, Um, just all sorts of nonsense things, Mm. the NMC were quite good, that's the Nursing and Midwifery Council, they shut that down quite quickly and just said, you know, nurses are entitled to disagree with ideas, Mm, (laughs) essentially. mm, mm. Um, And then one of the other lecturers gave a speech to the students where she said, she said, um, we were going to meet in person because we were meeting over Zoom, but she's decided that my, because of my hate speech, we should remain on Zoom for safety reasons and that my hate speech could be managed better over Zoom. Um, and then they essentially suspended me. They told me that I was unsafe to see one of my patients. The reason they gave for that was because I knocked on a door and asked, there was a loud noise going on and I knocked on a door and asked if the noise could be reduced and they said I'd, I'd left the people in the room traumatised wow. by doing that. Yeah, and they actually told me, this was said to me by the director of the clinic, she said to me, try not to go into the, shouldn't go into the reception area because your physical presence, if someone was to see you, they could be re-traumatised by the sight of you.
0: Mm. This it, is tyranny isn't this it?
1: This is tyranny, it's, it's, it's tyranny. It's insane. Mm. Um, and they haven't, again, this was said to me verbally, mm. they didn't follow any policies or procedures, they didn't put it in writing to me, they didn't follow their suspension, conduct procedure. Um, they're out of control, Peter, that yeah. They yeah. they are deranged, yeah. that they, they think, the arrogance, they think they're above yeah. institutional yeah. procedures, they think they're above the law. Mm. It is like, a, it, until you're in it, you can't understand what it's like it's like a I can understand fully how all the gender identity stuff happened now now that I'm in mm. it because it is like they've got their own reality mm, mm. and they don't step outside of it, mm. and it's just yeah, it's the complete inversion of what a psychotherapy training should be yeah
0: so so therefore you know what are you going what am I going to do after?
1: yeah so i I want so obviously I'm I've initiated a lawsuit against them. Um, I want this to be as impactful as possible. So I'm still exploring legal options with my legal team. I don't want to say too much about that because, but uh, Mm. yeah, as I said, I want this to be as impactful as possible. I'm essentially going to take them to court for what they've done to me, but I also want to take critical race theory to court. We haven't had, there's been a lot of pushback in America. Up against critical race theory there's been some sti- significant lawsuits in America but not really here mm-hmm. you know th- we've been having this stuff pushed on us all the time white privilege white fragility mm-hmm. and we've had our politicians say especially that famous speech by kemi Badenok say you know this is illegal mm-hmm. but no one's put that to the test yet mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. actually if there is a bit of a th- if there is a significant legal case mm-hmm. I'm hoping that people will think twice before being so strongly, you yep. know, pushing these ideas so strongly, we've seen it with the trans stuff. You know, we've mm. had some significant legal cases with Mayor Forster, Alison Bailey, mm. and now we're seeing a bit of the tide turning with that. Mm. We critical race theory hasn't really had that yet.
0: Yes, it's sort of exactly. It's the most embedded, I yes, think, yes. as well, isn't it? And the most touchy. That's yes. the problem. It's the most yes. sensitive in their eyes, never So. How can people help you? Now you did say you're doing crowdfunding, yes, yes. But I know you've got a uh, you've got a uh, Twitter account, have you? What's that called? Stand up to woke. Stand up to woke. Yes. Uh, it could be this, you know, motto for this show. <laughs> but, um, um, but no, what you're doing, what well, actually could be a real landmark. It could be,
1: it? yes. It yeah. really
0: could. Um, so, how can people help you financially? Yes. crowd Where should they go then,
1: Amy? So I've got a crowdfund, fund called it's it's on GoFundMe slash Stand Up To Woke. So if you just Google Amy Gallagher or Stand Up To Woke, all one word, right. is the, the link to it on, is on my Twitter as well. Right. So I'm it's this is a big financial risk for me. Yeah. Um, I'm getting some. I'm trying to get some expert witnesses to testify against these ideas. I, like I said, I want it to be as impactful as possible, but I do need money. <laughs> I don't yeah. have money. So. Um, yeah, if anybody could donate or spread or just spread the word or just get, help me in any way, mm-hmm. that would be hugely <laughs> helpful.
0: Have you been in touch with uh, Toby Young's organisation, Free Speech Union?
1: Briefly at the start. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We're um, we've we've working with the Bad Law Project. Um, oh, yeah. Harry s- Miller. Harry Miller. Lawrence. So they've helped us with publicity and they've given some advice. Christian Legal Centre have also given us some advice. But still at the moment, financially, I'm doing this on my own. So, which, <laughs> which is quite anxiety-provoking.
0: Well, there you are. Folks. Yeah, uh, if ever there was a worthy cause, I think this is it. Um, thank you very much for that. Thanks I mean, Peter. what, 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 uh, what, we're going to do now? I want you to say because we're going to ask you a few, a uh, few more questions for our members, you know, <laughs> existing members. Um, so, but in the meantime, thank you very much. Thank you, Peter. Um, that's it for. So what you're saying is this week. We shall see you next time. Thank you. Hello, if you're enjoying the New Culture Forum channel and you believe in our mission may I invite you to join our membership scheme at the link below or on our website newcultureforum.org.uk Our work is more important now than ever and we have great plans ahead for the future but we can't do it without your support. From as little as £3 per month you can help ensure that we continue on our mission. As a member, you'll receive a range of benefits, including access to exclusive content, invitations to our private events, including here at our studios, free copies of our books, and much, much more, including, of course, our famous NCF mug. If you aren't able to become a member, then please help us by clicking this button and subscribing to our channel. It's completely free, just remember to also click the bell icon so that you can get notifications when we post new videos. Thank you.